Hi everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase Vast Horizon, an award-winning audio drama podcast. Join Dr. Nalira Ek, an agronomist, as she awakens on a spaceship en route to populate a new solar system. The ship is plagued by issues, and she seems to be the only living soul on board. She will have to fight tooth and nail in the midst of an uncaring void to survive. The world building is meticulous and expansive, and the complete story awaits you without the need to wait on new releases. Featuring the voices of over 50 actors, an award-winning sound design that will place you in the heart of the action. Find Vast Horizon however you listen to podcasts, or find out more about the show at vasthorizonpodcast.com. Subscribe today to experience new things, new people, and new skies. This episode is brought to you in part by BroadlyEpi.com. Whether you want to level up your public health or programming skills for free, want to rent a scientist, or just keep up to date with some of the latest research in public health, go check out BroadlyEpi.com. They also offer custom software solutions for both quantitative and qualitative data analysis and have some tools ready-made on the website. BroadlyEpi.com. Epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello, listeners. This is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Brought to you by Twin Strangers Productions. Guess what? I finally found the others. Tulla and Chess have been trying to find a safe passage to the kingdom. And you know, I... I feel like I can breathe again. I know. I know. It's risky, broadcasting these tapes. It's pretty hard to find a station that'll allow me to use their equipment. Easier, though, than it was to find broadcasting equipment in the last town. Don't know if you remember, but I found an artisan interested in restoring these kinds of things. Uh, radios. Stuff that we generally repair with magic. Uh, maybe you know them as liminal artifacts? Or liminal objects? Well, he did graciously allow me to come in and use his radio. So I am grateful. 
Uh, I doubt he was happy with me when I left. It probably didn't help that I made this, uh, joke about how nice the equipment was and that I had a mind to steal it if he wasn't around, of course. Uh, you ever say something so dumb that you have that sort of repeat embarrassment every time you remember it? Yeah, no, I wasn't being serious about the radio thing. Even so, I doubt the things watching me there, hiding in the shadows, their bones clicking with every wavering movement, would even let me. Who lets Tianok just... Was that some kind of infestation? How did he... How do you find... Uh... Hope you don't mind if I don't explain Tianok. You're welcome to find the information yourself. It would have been nice if that artisan had mentioned them beforehand. If I'd noticed them before sitting in a room, broadcasting under their gaze without a thought. <laughs> well... I digress. When you get far away enough from the smaller towns, you can find legitimate broadcasting stations. However, what makes them more difficult to use than they are to find is needing to break in and use their equipment. Eh, that's probably how you're hearing this. Can we keep that between us? If you're a government, that was a joke. <laughs> but, hypothetically, if I did stumble upon a station that I needed to use to broadcast something, it'd be quite hard to get into it without setting off any enchantment barriers, without falling through the floor, into a pit of slick bodies, writhing, climbing ever upward. No matter what they say about mages and how snooty they generally are, you'll learn a thing or two when they need a transcriber, like how to avoid these folds in reality. Walking through any street in this area, you can hear broadcasts from the kingdom. I've heard shopkeepers tune into different channels, searching helplessly through the growling and whispers. The screaming, enchanting. On more than one occasion, I've stopped by the bakery near our inn, only to hear the familiar tune of a broken music box while picking up bread from a cashier with eyes. Holy white, much too large, and spread too far down their face. I haven't gotten used to that yet, the icing, but I gotta say that station's my favorite. Gotta find those silver linings. Anyway, I'm gonna have to sneak out tonight when everyone's asleep, just to get these recordings out to you. I don't mean to guilt you or anything, it's just... You see... Benny? He wants me to sit tight. If he had any say in it, he'd probably lock me in this room. Permanently. I don't make the best decisions, as you can tell. If you're hearing this, but I can tell he doesn't trust me much lately, and I don't know what's changed. We're all in this. I screwed up, 
And that's an understatement. Truthfully, I don't understand why I've been acting the way I have. I know that it's... Things have been changing between the four of us. Well, maybe not with Tala. That's okay, she has her boundaries. I get it. Keeps to herself. Except for when she does this creepy thing where she appears out of nowhere. <sighs> so... You guessed it. I haven't told any of them that I'm not, in actuality, recording these tapes for my own sanity, as Chesfer suggested when he gave me this recorder. I haven't told them about the broadcasts the tapes become. I'm not entirely sure Chess knows I brought the recorder. But, you know, I guess there aren't so much recordings or broadcasts as they are relays, aren't they? Now, I'm not sure who you are. Honestly, I'm not sure how you found the inn, let alone my room number. But it's... It's... It's incredible. The letters you've sent me. I mean, seeing someone use the old script out here with such... penmanship. I've only seen bits and pieces of the script while helping with translations from the Academy's archaeologists. The kingdom doesn't even like the idea of sending instructors on the subject to the academy. Some use it for sacrifice, yes, but God's Peak never had a history of that. But this... This is like finding an ancient artifact specifically sent to me. Which means... Fortunately, your letters... I can barely read them. But still, there's something about your writing. The curves, the symbols, like constellations drawing me in, pulling me in, beckoning, beckoning whispering, whispering, right. No, come on, play, play. They're kind of like constellations, or more like orbits, pulling each other to and fro beckoning each other closer. <laughs> Maybe I can find a place that does teach the script. I mean, we're already out of Sheriff Kid's jurisdiction, so... Well, actually, I never studied law, and... God damn it all. Well, at least I know you can actually play these back. Oh, gods, how did I set that off? Okay. Okay, slow. I can get around it. There must be some kind of spell in here. Transcribing religious practices from beyond the void is pointless. Just would not be happy about me using his scrolls. Well, I can broadcast the rest of this tape later. And I'm back. Sorry, I know it's been, what, a week since my last recording? Longer for the broadcast. I had to start a new tape. I think I can get past ten... Uh, his name Penny 
Benny, sorry that was weird. I, I think I can get past Benny's room later without him noticing to broadcast. But uh, I don't know what he's going to do if he realizes that I'm telling someone about all this. It doesn't feel right though, acting like we didn't see that creature. I couldn't really argue with Benny if he got upset, which he would. Still, he's weirdly... Benny doesn't hold things against me as much as you'd think. As much as he should. Us meeting, it's tied up with everything with Arnell and... And everything with Arnell is tied to what happened in the ruins. Let me just say up front, this will make me look bad. So... Benny and I met at the saloon back at God's Peak. We stared at each other in this sort of standoff until he finally cracked, asking what I was doing at the saloon if I didn't actually plan to drink. Chess brought over this carafe of a drink I'd asked for, my own recipe. He left it between our glasses. It was a pretty drink, milky and purple. Benny was still guarded, suspicious over a drink. Chess went to take it a little panicked, worried that he got the order wrong, wondering if I'd changed my mind. In the end, we kept it. Benny wanted me to go first, and when I drained my glass just to prove a point, Benny poured another on his own, drained it immediately, poured another, passed it over, like a game of chicken. The stuff wasn't half bad. Benny reminded me that he'd lived in God's Peak for ages, yet somehow we'd never spoken. He wanted to know, why am I here with you right now? I leaned back in my chair and, and watched him with satisfaction. He was different than I expected. I wasn't even sure he would meet with me. Maybe he'd gone soft. Over his time traveling from town to town, the priestesses that pass through God's Peak are often uncomfortable when you bring up their pilgrimages outside of the continent. More so, if the places they travel to get hit with infection, or a town descends quickly into cannibalism. Even worse, a cult worship. So I imagine it wears on a vampire, watching your food eat itself. Benny must have liked God's Peak. If he didn't, he could have killed all of us in a night. Probably. And honestly, in retrospect, I don't know if he's ever heard a human unprompted. Or even an entity, for that matter. I don't know, I had this visceral fear that the vampires in town could move on at any point. And if that happened, if there was some sort of agreement between a clan and God's Peak, that could explain why Arnell was sick. A last meal. When Benny realized why I'd finally asked to meet, he wasn't all that interested in the new gen that told me to talk to him. I think maybe he wanted to know more about the Academy since I worked there, back before all this. Turned out, he also wasn't interested in hearing about how Arnell was clearly fighting some sort of infection. I told him that my brother was ill, feverish, 
that he had bite marks, that he looked drained. Penny seemed to be studying his empty glass. He just had two words for me. Not. Us. I didn't get it, you know? Sounded like a classic vampire attack. Benny was being an ass all smug about something, giving me absolutely no answer. And then I went to grab my glass and Benny grabbed my wrist. I nearly spilled the drink. He held me there, his fingers like icicles, cutting the realization into me. Yeah, I had been so far in my own head, I'd forgotten. Vampires, they don't get fevers. I didn't really notice when he let go of me. I was still trying to work out what was happening to Arnell. I asked if he knew who it could have been. If it was some other beast. A strangled expression crept into his face. He glanced up at me, confused. As the veins in his neck turned black and his face went red, it must have been so hard for him to speak. choked out this question. A fair one. Given that what I said was kind of shitty. He wanted to know if that was really what I thought of vampires. That they were beasts. I told him that at the academy it was his classification. This isn't entirely true. Vampires are mostly considered survivors of mutation. And, uh, I think about that moment sometimes. About saying that to him. Actually, I'd been thinking about what I'd done in the cemetery back in that last tape. I don't like to think hard about what I did back then to get here. No matter how angry I get, I just... I never thought I'd be capable of something like that. <sighs> After everything, let's just say that out of all of us, I've earned this life. Running, looking over my shoulder starting to think I would have made my way to this eventually. I... I watched Benny slump in his chair, staring at his shaking hands. Blood trickled out of his ear, following his jaw. I just stayed in my seat while he placed his palms on the table, and then I explained this to him. As I explain it to you right now, there's a process to growing garlic. Plant trim, watch. But if you don't cut the scapes when they form, you get flowers. Benny had this pained look. I couldn't really meet his eyes. I just stared at his hands, the skin stretched over bones, an indent curved around his ring finger. I kept studying it, the curve. Wondering how long he'd have to wear a band for his fingers to keep that shape. I thought about Arnell. About what happens when the body rejects mutation. And that helped me actually meet his eyes. I was blunt when I asked if he wanted the antidote. The drink was really just tea and liquor. I didn't even bother to make an extract. That new gen seemed to think he knew something and... And I needed to know what that could be. He wheezed out an answer, but not one I'd ever have expected. Apparently, 
there were these legends about them, where vampires had come from. Did you know that vampires had ever been anything else? Before then, I had never heard that. If you couldn't tell, that wasn't enough for me to go off for what had happened to Arnell. But it was a start. I had a vial of what he needed, which I put on the table, not expecting him to actually go for it so quickly, almost stumbling. He unscrewed the cap and squeezed the rubber dropper, letting the clear drops fall into his mouth. That was a little nerve-wracking. I told him not to use so much. Benny doubled over the table, sweating even, even more confused. I don't know how we didn't get kicked out at that point, though. The sheriff really didn't care about bar fights either. In case he needed more of it, I pulled the whole bottle out of my pocket, then slid it across the table to him. His eyes flicked back and forth, reading the label over and over again, as if he couldn't understand the letters. I can't blame him. The thing is, I almost couldn't translate that bit of the old script myself. They really do import odd things. Those apothecaries. I did not buy the arsenic that they suggested. As a peace offering, I told him what it said. Ipecac. Now, as I've said here, we don't know the old script that well on this side of the river. People in the kingdom, they're very interested in keeping the old script alive. Which is why you must be from the kingdom. So I'm not sure how. Or why. You're listening to my broadcasts. But still, I'm interested to hear more. To read more. About what you have to say. More of the love. Looking for more content or ad-free episodes of The Moon Crown? Why not check out Apollo Plus, where you can find the show among plenty of other fantastic podcasts. The Moon Crown is a podcast by me, M. Mulder. You can find The Moon Crown Pod on TikTok, Tumblr, and Twitter, or learn more about the show at themooncrown.com. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.